The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosting parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. We'll support you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. And finally, are you the best football better in the US? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Each week, there is a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. Go to oddscrowd.com right now to sign up. A champion earns respect with the weight of the belt. Yet respect between rivals isn't always mutual. Apologies for Ortega making us all wait. You're on my time. On your time, huh? Yep. Fake. Fucking little guy syndrome, dude. He wants to start talking shit. He's getting annoying. Let's go! Can't wait to go out there and put my hands on him. I'm going to see the finish, so I'm going to put him away. I'm going to beat this guy. I'm going to finish this guy. I get crowned the new featherweight champion. When fighters don't like each other, their best comes out. The beast comes out. The world fades into the backdrop. Leaving the fight for the featherweight title and the last man standing as the only thing that matters. Tonight, from the fight mecca of Las Vegas, Nevada, the challenger is coming for all the marbles to make his play for greatness. To usher in a punishing new era in which T-City dethrones another legend. Ready or not, I'm fucking coming. But to be great, you must conquer the great. And Australia's champion stands at the ready, riding an unheard of 19-fight win streak and proving his own greatness by taking out the greatest featherweight of all time, not once, but twice. Getting my belt isn't enough. I need to keep that belt a long time, and I'm about to make a statement. Let's go. Two titles are on the line. First, with a clash in the women's flyweight division, where the most dominant flyweight champion in history makes the walk again. A symphony of savagery unlike any before her. Valentina Shevchenko! Takes a step closer to history with her sixth title defense. This time against a rolling force in the ranks. Winner of five straight. Oh, huge lead from Lauren Murphy. Lucky Lauren Murphy. Crashing toward her destiny to upend the division and overthrow the queen at the top. Plus, a legend returns. Six years since his last fight, the original king of Stockton is back. To face a familiar foe, a legend in his own right, the ruthless one, who has terrorized two divisions over two decades. To reprise a rivalry some 17 years after the first encounter. Tonight, International Fight Week culminates with a ferocious bang, a fireworks show for the ages. 
live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's UFC 266, Volkanovski versus Ortega, here we go. You're listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We have just come off a show where we went 9-0 with our picks. It was the Serie A show where we picked the Serie A picks. It's called Scamessa Italia. So to get all of my content, subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast and follow me on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. To get more additional content from me, head over to my website, lockbetting.com where I'm on the verge of guiding my clients to their 100th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. That means for over eight years, I've not had a single losing month in sports betting. That's right, 100 months in a row. This will be the 100th month because we are already 21 units up with the month and just a week to go. So you can sign up for month number 101 at the start of October. If you sign up now, Patreon will bill you for an entire month. So I wouldn't sign up now. I'd wait till October the 1st. You can get some cheaper podcast packages. They may be worth getting because we do have a lot of bonus podcast still to come this month they will include a preview of wwe extreme rules tomorrow and then you'll get a bonus champions league show just for tuesday's games a bonus champions league show just for wednesday's games and a europa league show on thursday as well so it's still very much worth signing up for the podcast pack over at lockbetting.com but if you want to get all of the official plays I would wait till October the 1st, which will be our 101st month of Transparent Track Profit. If you look at the pin tweet on my Twitter account, which I gave out earlier, was at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You will see the PL is the pin tweet for the previous month. If you want to see all the other PLs, they're over at lockbetting.com and you can see them for free. But I always put the previous month over at lock over at the Twitter account, sorry, as the pin tweet, so people can easily go and have a look at it. I am fully transparent and tracked. And I genuinely have 100 months of profit. So moving on to why we're here, which is UFC 266. Um, This is a little bit of an underwhelming card. And the fact that it's sold solely on a return of one of the Diaz brothers kind of indicates that. I mean, I'm still interested in it. I'm sure you guys will still be interested in it. We'll still be interested in betting it. But I'm just not so sure that this looks like a a pay-per-view card. That is my issue with it but as I said if you're a UFC fan you're not going to be too bothered about that when I say things like this I'm really looking at the the casual audience and trying to estimate how many buys it will get I mean this isn't your John Jones Adesanya Conor McGregor these aren't your these aren't those type of names where your casual audience is going to be drawn in by I think the casual audience tonight is going to be looking at the boxing with the Anthony Joshua Alexander Usyk fight which we've already done a podcast about earlier on in the week so looking at this main event for this card I'm only going to be covering the top three fights here on the card so I'm only going to be looking at the three main fights the the main event Alexander Volkanovsky going up against Brian Ortega now this is the main event even though it's the Diaz fight, the return of uh, Nick Diaz, which is selling this pay-per-view. This is rightfully in its main event slot. Alexander Volf- Volkanovski is available here at 3-5 to five to win the fight, with Brian Ortega priced up here at 11-8. to eight. <clears throat> Sorry. Looking at the method of victory markets here, um, we see Volkanovski at 7-2 to, to finish this via TKO-KO. 
It's 20 to 1 via a submission, and it's 5 to 4 for Vol- Volkanovski to get it done via a decision. Brian Ortega here is available at 13 to 2 via TKOKO, 6 to 1 via a submission, and he's available at 5 to 1 via a decision. I think there's a little bit of value there because I do think if Ortega is going to win this fight, I think it's going to be a five round decision. Moving on to the over-under markets, um, the under two and a half rounds is at two to one. The over two and a half rounds is at two to five. The under three and a half rounds is at 11 to eight. The over three and a half rounds here is available at three to five. The under four and a half rounds here is at 11 to 10 with the over four and a half rounds here available at four to six. And the fight to go the distance, yes, 10 to 11 and no, also at 10 to 11. I would lean towards the fight going over that three and a half mark i'm not sure it gets to a decision i think towards the end of the fight it will start to favor volkanovsky he comes in here with a ridiculous record he's won his last 19 fights he's 22 and 1 overall and ortega himself he has a great record here as well he's only lost one fight as well he's 15 and 1 so this is a very, very good matchup here, and it's worthy of being in the main event. However, I think had this fight taken place earlier and it wasn't off the back of Ortega looking amazing in his last fight, I don't think the odds would be this close. I think if Ortega hadn't looked as good as he did in his last comeback fight, we would be seeing odds of around about plus 300 here on Ortega and minus 400 on Volkanovski. So seeing him here at three to five, I think that provides you with some significant value, given that Volkanovski, in my opinion, is the more powerful striker with higher output. Uh, I would expect him to be the one pushing the pace here in his fight. And I also think that he is the better wrestler. But even with that said, I would keep it on the feet because Ortega is one of the most dangerous grapplers in the sport. And Ortega would be live for a submission in that situation, which is um, why I think Volkanovski will keep it on his feet. I lean on him getting the, the late finish, but it wouldn't surprise me if Volkanovski takes the route of just banking three or four rounds in his fight and and feels like he's comfortably ahead and coast the rest of the way. There is no reason to dangerously seek out that finish when uh, Brian Ortega is a dangerous fighter that you're up against. With Ortega, um, that that loss against Max Holloway was pretty convincing in 2018. He bounced back with a win against Frankie Edgar, winning that in the first round. And then he had the long layoff where he didn't fight for all of 2019. So when he came into that fight, against the Korean zombie, the, the 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 thought process was that he'd been out too long and Korean zombie will, will take him to pieces. Well, it was quite the opposite. I actually bet the wrong side of that fight. Brian Ortega won nearly every single minute of that fight and looking at that victory, not just a victory, a convincing victory over a elite fighter. Most people would have had a much easier comeback fight, more of a tune-up, but he didn't. He went in there with the Korean zombie and absolutely dominated him. And that is what makes this line so close. But I don't think you can go against a fighter on this kind of win streak with this kind of record. Volkanovski, he just goes out there, he just goes out there and wins. And I think that's what's going to happen here in this fight. Be it via decision or be it in the later rounds, I think he grinds down Ortega. I think he keeps it on the feet. 
and um, he's better here at most things, most of the facets of MMA. I would favour Volkanovski, and as good as Ortega looked, I think this is just too much of a step up for him, and uh, Volkanovski walks away with the win here. Just a very simple money line pick here for this fight. We cannot do that here on the next fight. We cannot take a simple money line pick because Valentina Shevchenko is 1-16 to 16 here to win this fight. 1-16 to 16 in a two-horse race in this fight against Lauren Murphy. So immediately we are looking at methods of victory and we're trying to find a different way to, to tackle this fight. Um, Valentina Shevchenko is available at 5-6 to six to win by TKO KO. Five to one via decision, and it's twenty-three to ten for this to get to a decision. Lauren Murphy is available here at twelve to one to win this via TKO KO. Twenty-five to one via a submission, and she's eighteen to one via a decision. If you go further down the markets here, you, there's a different market called Fight Outcome, and here. What I'm particularly interested in is Valentina Shevchenko, Valentina Shevchenko to win in rounds one to five. This may be listed at your book as inside the distance or ITD and Valentina Shevchenko to win inside the distance between rounds one to five at this book is listed at four to six minus one fifty. Um, whereas at this same book, she's listed at two to one on points. So a worse price there on the points because these guys are more so leaning towards the points decision than the book I quoted at 23 to 10. But they have available the fight to finish inside the distance. As I'm looking here, I'm looking at the Bet Bear exchange, but I've seen the same bet available at Betway, William Hill, Skybet. It's a very, very easy bet to, to get, whereas you don't need to specifically bet on Valentina Shevchenko to have the TKO KO or the submission. You can just bet on any method of victory between rounds one to five, basically for Shevchenko to win and not need the scorecards to do so. That, I think, is my favourite bet here for this fight because I do think that Lauren Murphy is not in Shevchenko's class. We'll talk more about it in a second. Uh, let me just complete by giving you the over-under on the rounds. Under two and a half is at 10 to 11. And over two and a half here is at 10 to 11. Under three and a half is at four to seven. Over three and a half is at five to four. Under four and a half is at two to five. Over four and a half is at seven to four. Will the fight go the distance? No, two to five. And yes, two to one. Um, very odd. They've got the over under four to five. And uh, will it go the distance? Yes and no as the same price. So this book is giving you nothing extra for trying to navigate those extra two and a half minutes. I think some of these books um, are just pretty lazy and complacent sometimes with their UFC pricing. So moving on to the fight, the, the only way that Murphy wins is if she gets some kind of flash miracle finish. Um, Shevchenko is absolute levels ahead of her and I'm talking anywhere where the fight goes. I, d I don't think Murphy has any chance of winning it. I don't even think she has a chance of winning 30 seconds of this fight. I, I know she has power, so you can't rule out a, a lucky knockout because this is a fight uh, anybody with, with, with two hands can, can do something in a fight. But realistically, this is elite-level fighting. They're struggling to find opponents here for Shevchenko, and this is a big reach. Um, Shevchenko 
dominates from the bell. If, I don't know if you guys watch, watch wrestling or not, or you probably definitely did as children. Do you remember when there was, they were trying to make a new talent look good when they were bringing him in? Um, and they would face a guy from that town who would just be standing in the ring, no entrance music, no nothing. Just you knew that guy was going to get absolutely obliterated. He was just there to um, to, to to lose. And they, we called them jobbers and we called the matches squash matches. So I don't want to get a wrestling reference into too many of my UFC podcasts because I know the, the fan bases don't really mix as much as you would think. But this for me is the squash match and uh, Lauren Murphy is the jobber and Shevchenko gets through her here comfortably inside the distance and there's serious value on that finding that at four to six minus 150 uh, I would play that anywhere up to let's say four to seven so anywhere between four to six and four to seven I wouldn't go as far as minus 200 you're getting no value there but anywhere between four to six and four to seven maybe if you feel very, very lucky, you could take the risk of seeing if Murphy can navigate the first round and taking an in-play of Shevchenko to finish it inside the distance. But as I'm thinking that she's going to dominate from minute one and just look very, very good and for this fight to be very, very one-sided, I wouldn't bother with that approach. I would take what you can here at the start of the fight. So now we're going to look at this Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler fight. The the actual fight that's selling this card, even though one guy's 38 and the other one here is 39. Nick Diaz is the underdog here at 6-5. to five. Robbie Lawler, the favourite of 4-6. to six. Method of victory market sees Diaz, TKOK at 13-2. to 17-2 to two submission and 3-1 to one via a decision. I think there's good value there on that price. Talk more about that in a second. Robbie Lawler, TKO KO 5-2. Submission 25-1. to And he is 2-1 to via a decision. The over-under markets here, we start on under 2.5 rounds, which is at 2-1. Over 2.5 rounds is 2-5. Uh, under three and a half rounds is five to four, with over three and a half rounds at four to six. Under four and a half rounds at evens, over four and a half rounds at eight to eleven. Fight to go to distance, yes, ten to eleven, and no, ten to eleven. I like over three and a half rounds here at four to six. I do feel that um, Nick Diaz is difficult to to knock out, and I also don't think Nick Diaz has the weapons, especially not at his age, to stop Robbie Lawler. Now. Diaz is making his long-awaited return here. And this is a rematch from when these guys were at their peak in 2004. So it's surprising you're not seeing this somewhere else, like uh, a Bellator, for example. You're seeing it here in the UFC, and it is the main draw for this card, despite the fact that Diaz is 38 and Lawler is 39. I have no idea what this fight will look like, but I know that Diaz brothers train all year round. They're just absolute machines. So he's going to come in automatically with cardio. He's going to set the pace and he's automatically going to have a better ground game. We're going to know all of this. It doesn't matter how long Nick Diaz has been out. He's going to be fit. He's going to be ready. He's going to set a high pace. He's going to win He's going to win rounds and he's going to try and take it down to the ground. Lawler has more power. He's always had more power, but he was stopped the first time in this fight and he's looked really bad recently. He looked terrible in his last fight. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Diaz here as the underdog. I think he ends up winning this fight. I was actually tempted 
to make this my lock on the show because I really like Diaz as the underdog. I don't really think this line has been priced correctly. But my lock here for the show is going to be a little bit more chalky and logical than that. I have to take Valentina Shevchenko to win inside the distance at 4-6 to six minus 150. But I am telling you to have a little sprinkle on Diaz. I don't think he should be the underdog in this fight. The Diaz brothers never stop training. They go all year round. They are cardio machines. And uh, with Robbie Lawler looking so bad in his last fight, it's definitely worth having a little little sprinkle there on the underdog. If you want to go a little bit bigger uh, and make a, get a little bit more of a bigger return, as I mentioned when I was running through, Diaz at 3-1 to one to win via decision. I think there's tremendous value on that as well. So um, a few bonus leans there for you, but I can't look past Shevchenko. As I said, squash match, jobber. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko absolutely dominates this fight and I like her to win it inside rounds one to five. So look for ITD in your books. Um, if you can't get this, if you really can't get this, um, what I would do is I would just bet on the TKO KO and um, hedge it with a submission as well. But there really shouldn't be any need to do that. You should be able to, you should be able to find a book that gives you the exact bet that I'm giving out here for this fight. So that's it for this edition of the fight show, looking at the three main fights here from UFC 266. To get all of my official plays for this card, head over to lockbetting.com. I actually, to be fully transparent with you, I've struggled with UFC this year, more so than any other year. Now, I have seven years of track profit in UFC, but in 2021... I actually started with just one winning card from the first six cards of the year. Now, we have made a big turnaround, but it's been the most difficult year with Fight Island and fights being fought at the the apex with no fans there. It's difficult conditions that we've had to navigate around. We've done much better with cards where the fans have been here, these normal cards, these pay-per-view cards. So we're still going to grind away. We're still going to be looking to make a profit this year, to make it eight years of profit. So if you want to get my picks, head over to lockbetting.com. That's it for me and this edition of The Fight Show, your UFC 266 preview. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And as always, thanks for listening.